your extension. Why? He, he hasn't done anything since he came in the league, bro. Yeah, like, what did he do? He had one season, he caught 10 touchdowns. That's it. Yeah, but what did... That was, what, 2015, right? I think so. That was when he was punt returning. Yeah, but there's, like, a bunch of Rams fans on that thread, and they're like, he can't do this. But also, that's because the Rams were in a state of nothing, and, like, Mm -hmm. they had to keep what they could, I guess. So, you know, Tavon Austin was, like, all-star for them when they were still in St. Louis, and then... You know, this whole LA thing happened. I mean, they're not even supposed to be this good. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Obviously, Sean McVay mm-hmm. and Jared Goff developing into who he was drafted to be, which is great. But I mean, just a year ago, it was looking it was looking scary for the move to LA, and then even before that, it was looking scary to think about getting in the playoffs as a Rams fan. And I mean. Big push this year with, you know, making the playoffs, but you got to do more when you get there, especially when you're playing somebody who, the wild card, you know? It's crazy. This wild card has a chance to, like, knock off two of the top NFC teams this year and they just played the Rams and beat them and they're going to Philadelphia this Sunday and hopefully Philadelphia can hold it down but with Nick Foles in there and that defense looking the way they do uh, in Atlanta Falcons might sneak their way back to the championship in the NFC I'm not going to go that far because I think that the winner of Minnesota and New Orleans I think the winner of that game is, going is moving on to the Super Bowl. Yeah. But Falcons might sneak past Philly. They could. No, I, yeah, I think they'll sneak past Philly. I mean, it's hard with, with a backup quarterback, you know, and not not to discredit Nick Foles, but the Eagles had this chemistry going all year long, you know, one basically top two in the power rankings all year. Um, you know, a couple, couple close losses and mm-hmm. whatnot. But dominating week in and week out, Carson Wentz was putting up you know, historic numbers for for himself. And um, unfortunately, the injury bus caught up. And it just shows that, once again, one quarterback could make or break a team. And Nick Foles could have came in, say, week seven, and then, like, you know, made a strong playoff push and gotten his team here. But to come in literally, what, week 15? 15. Played three games played right now. on the best team in the NFC, presumably, to take them into the playoffs and have a first-round bye and be expected to beat the team that was defending in that uh, NFC last year in the Super Bowl. It's just not easy. But winning a championship isn't easy, and um, the NFL isn't either. So you got to just next man up and do it. I mean, the defense is still good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It just, you know, the offense is going to have to put up numbers. So we can jump right into that that game right there. I mean, what do you think it's going to take for Atlanta to go to Philadelphia in a divisional round and, and sneak one out versus one of the better NFC teams 
who played basically, like I said, top three football. Like flawless football this season. All year. I think it's going to come down to Matt Ryan giving one of the top three wide receivers in the game right now the ball. Just feed Julio. He's he's so dangerous. You have to feed Julio. Yep. We saw this year Julio had, what was it, 1,400 yards and like three touchdowns maybe? It's crazy. That's – I can't wrap my head around it. His zone numbers are – Crazy sad. I like three touch. What? Like, come on, like that. So you, you're not. Mm. You got to feed Julio. You have to have the time to feed Julio. You have to obviously play to. They have to do their part in Devontae Freeman getting open. Yeah, you know, creating space on that offensive line through that offensive line and making plays so that Philadelphia is going to have to play either. You know, one on one with Julio, which is always going to be dangerous. Or, you know, they're going to have to they're going to have to focus on him all game. If Devontae Freeman, or they're, they're excuse me, they're not going to be able to focus on him all game if Devontae Freeman gets you know out in the open, right? Starts making plays. Also, Tevin Coleman, but I don't know what it is. I don't know if the game plan every week is is more just. Not focus me. I would focus my game plan around Julio Jones, and I'd make them. He's have he's to in be, that top tier of players where you have he, you really have. He to. has Randy Moss dominance, physicality. You know, so uh, physicality wise. So Randy Moss was like, "All right, we're gonna throw it to him. We're gonna throw it high so he can jump and get it." And we're yeah, gonna throw it I heard. Ran, so I heard Randy usually just tell people, "Just throw it up, and I'll get it." And he will just, get it. Just. Put it up there in the air, and I will go up there and get it. Just, and that's what just he put did. the ball near me, and, that's what and I'll did. go get it. For years with... Uh, Julio's that type of player. I just... He's so unselfish. Yeah. Like, he's so different from that Randy Moss. Randy Moss is, like, on the sideline, like, pay me my money, throw me the ball, I'm open every play. And Julio Jones is just like, if they got, you know, double coverage, somebody's open. Right. If, if you know, if, if I'm not playing my best, you know, focus on something else. It's very passive on him, so I don't know if that's affecting him, but yeah, main key, get Julio Jones the ball. You saw what happened when Matt Ryan threw a dime for that dagger touchdown with a few minutes left versus the Rams Hmm. to Julio. Um, He needs to make his magic. Literally, the moneymaker for that team. Only good things will happen if you give the best player on your team the damn ball. Exactly. Literally nothing bad will happen if you give Julio the ball as much as he's supposed to get it. Because he's just, he's he's in that tier of the Antonio Browns, the Randy Mosses. Like that, that's where Julio stands as a player at this point in his career. And how does he only catch three touchdowns all year? Like maybe I, I maybe one answer. of those I, in the red zone. Like I, I think it's Steve how, Sarkeesian. That's not acceptable. Uh, just, just calling the same 10 plays all year. Now, we'll we'll move on to the other NFC Divisional game where the Saints got to go to Minnesota. They have to go to the Super Bowl stadium and get a sneak preview of what it would be like to face the Super Bowl contending Minnesota Vikings if they went out Mm -hmm. and get to the Super Bowl. 
Um, the environment's going to be great. It's going to be a home field advantage to the max. I think we talked about this last yeah. week. Vikings haven't been this so game, deep in the playoffs since what? Since Blair Adrian Walsh. Peterson. Blair Walsh missed that oh, kick against right, Seattle. Right, right, right. Um, right. But yeah, I think you mentioned it last week. This game against New Orleans, if they, it's at home, obviously. Right. Um, if they win this week, then next week they play again at home. Yep. If they win then, then they're Super back Bowl. again at home in the Super Bowl. All three of these games, yep. you know, pending if they win, they're all going to feel like the Super Bowl. You know, those exactly. the fans are going to be all the ones over can't it. spend that money on the Super Bowl or, or can't because... They've been saving up money waiting for this moment. might not be able to. They're, they're waiting for this moment. This is the Super Bowl... For them, you know, so, these games are going to be crazy in Minnesota. I mean, Super Bowl parties already. I'm sure just just cranking out early. Like, Shit, I mean, when was the last time they were the one seed exactly. coming out of the NFC? They had a first round bye, home field in their new stadium. But 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 not so fast. Drew Brees coming to town. It's pretty scary. And you saw what they did to Carolina. And you know, obviously they had Carolina's number during the regular season, and and they won the division. But Cam Newton's Cam Newton. Christian McCaffrey was making plays. Greg Olson started making plays. And and they Cam Newton had a shot to win the game at the end of the game and they, they didn't let him. So the defense is legit. They've proved legit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They proved regular season legitimacy and now they've just proved playoff legitimacy versus Cam Newton and the Panthers and stopping them. Um and holding them twenty six points. So it's a very complete football team. Very. So them going to Minnesota um, I'll ask the same question. What is it going to take for Drew Brees to go to Minnesota and move on to the NFC Championship and wait for the Falcons or the Eagles? I think you got to get the run game started early, mm-hmm. which shouldn't be a problem because they have one of the best two-headed monsters in the run game that we've probably ever seen. Okay. And I think the defense needs to be aggressive and they need to game plan around going after Case Keenum because he has I don't think he's ever been in a situation like this before. Right. He he was right. in he was an unwanted free agent that was a journeyman yep. going like he he got passed around St. Yep. Louis, Houston. Yep. He's he hasn't been in this position yet where he was the one seed, all this pressure on him, home field Absolutely in the playoffs. Right. So I think if the Saints can be aggressive from the jump on the defensive side and in the run game just make Case Keenum uncomfortable. Now, that being said, and I do think those are two good points, you know, for New Orleans to come out of there with a win. Um, I think the hostility in the crowd is going to be very, very key mm-hmm. to Minnesota's success. I think that, well, this is something I don't have to think. Minnesota has a top five, maybe top three run defense in the NFL. They definitely have a top five defense in the NFL, if not top three. That's like um, their that's so their identity, it's, really. It's, it's best defense, best offense right here. And we're going to see who pushes who harder. You're right. If the run game comes out and, 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 if, the, and if the run game you know starts heavy versus the best running defense in the league, then, hey, you know, you got yourself a win. But that's not what I presume for it to be. I think that it's going to be a tough game. I think it's going to be a game of field position for a little bit. And then towards yeah, the fourth quarter, you know, things will heat up. Drew Brees is going to get his. I think Case Keenum is going to have to find his rhythm mm-hmm. in the playoffs. It's it's a much different atmosphere. Like you said, 
you know, hold, being held to a standard basically now where he's never been held to. And we have another quarterback to talk about later who's in this same situation. But I think I think the defense on, on Minnesota is going to be there. They're going to show up. I think Latavius Murray will have a nice game. And the key for Minnesota is to play that defense you've been playing all year. Get the run game to, to flow. It doesn't have to be great, but let it flow. And get Case Keenum comfortable enough to, you know, give him a lead, protect it, and let him play managing football versus the Saints defense. Um, feed Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Thielen. Like, these are your friends. Thielen you know is I mean? fucking pro you got bowler. Kyle Rudolph. Undrafted pro bowler. Kyle Rudolph, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs. But I think Stiggs, uh, Diggs could have a big game this Definitely. Depending on who, you know, Lattimore guard, because I don't think Lattimore is going to get balled on. So, he's been shut down all year. Yeah. If he's guarding Thielen, it'll be, you know, uh, Diggs game. If he's guarding Diggs, right. Thielen will probably have the bigger game. So. And they've got two decent backs back there. And uh, Jerick McKinnon, Latavius Murray, yeah. they, they really picked up kind of where Dalvin Cook left off uh, when he got hurt earlier in the year. Right. So. I think this game's going to be pretty even. They, they they seem to match up well, yep. these two teams. It's it, gonna it be feels fun. like a divisional game. It does, sense, right? Yeah. So. That's going to be a fun one. To the AFC, we have uh, Tennessee Titans with Marcus Mariota and his heroic, and you know, mm-hmm. his, the way he did that last week versus Kansas City. Yes, I'm going to say that Kansas City deserved to lose because... Play calling once again because 21 3, because 21 20, what, what was the end score? Wasn't it 22 22? 22, right? I think so. Yeah, they scored 18 unanswered. It's crazy. Um, and uh, we don't want to say we told you so, but we never formally <laughs> counted Tennessee out right? of this game. We, we both picked the Chiefs, but we said. Oh, it'd be cool know. if Tennessee yeah, won. You know, we don't know that. I'd, I'd like to see them win. Derrick Henry had his fucking coming out party. He was Derrick playing Henry like how... he's been doing this we, all year. I know. He's been doing this all year. He'll get you to the fourth. He'll run you down. He'll make you tired. And on that big play where, where Tennessee has the ball and they need a first down or they need to extend the play, Derrick Henry breaks that tackle, mm-hmm. gets those yards, and, and just proves why he's one of the bigger backs, one of the best big backs in the league. Um, you know he's gonna wear you down. So Andy Reid fucked up by uh, talking how many, about Alex. How Smith? many carries did Two. Kareem Hunt have? Like eleven yeah, or twelve? Eleven carries. That's pathetic. He's what is he? Third pra- in rushing? Practically one of he's like the league leading rusher, like top three on, probably. Bro. Yeah. Come on, bro. How you how do you let how do you run the ball twelve times? Especially if it's been working. And you don't even all have afternoon a Pro Bowl receiver. No. The Chiefs deserve to lose that game. And credits to, you know, the Tennessee coaching staff and and how they were aggressive, mm-hmm. how on defense they stepped up. Jarrell Casey, uh, Wesley Woodyard, big games. And, you know, they got the win. They... they, they Mariota throwing the ball off hands, catching Woo! it for touchdowns, he running. Threw, I wish I started him in fantasy. When he's I nasty. And, and getting first downs on third and long, getting that block on the linebacker. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a do-it-all. He, he'll show you that. And 
It's just so sad they don't stand a chance versus New England. <laughs> That's the sad part. That, I will say, they do not stand a chance versus New England. I don't think it's going to be a good game. I don't think it's going to be, um, you know, Mariota. Can he, you know, have, he's not going to have a chance, I don't think. I think New England's going to come out, play some good defense. It's, it's, the, it's cold outside. They're at home. Brady, all this talk is going on about the Patriots, and Brady's just going to shut everybody up like he's been doing. And we're just going to be like, wow. Like, we thought the Bills were going to play a good game versus Brady on, on the last game of the season. Or not the last game of the season, but Christmas Day it was, or Christmas Eve, excuse me. I actually read that um, the Patriots going into this game are the healthiest they've been since before the season started. All 53 players on their roster are healthy. There's not one injured player on their active roster right now. And that's not to say there's no players that aren't feeling it, but... They had a Look full. They had a full team practice. All fifty-three players on the roster were. That's what you want when you got somebody coming into town. Yeah, that's exactly what around. the fucking league needs. Brady to win another one. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that Tennessee made it to the divisional round. Yeah. This year, it's cool. It's just like with me, I like seeing Different. the underdogs and like the right. like the new teams, the up and coming yeah, teams and, in this position. You know, you would have seen a Kansas City, New England. We've seen that before. We know how it ends. The it's going to end the same way. I'd rather see another team lose. I think the Titans will put up more of a fight than the Chiefs would, though. Right. I'll say and that. I feel like all game they're gonna, you know, the Titans are gonna, they're going to be they're gonna really going to be trying. I know they're going to try. Yeah. I just I just don't know if they're going to be able to outlast Brady and. If it, I don't think it's gonna come down to like a last possession, a last minute thing like Probably last not. week or anything. Probably not. So I think I think Tennessee's gonna it might put start up a, off. They'll good. put up a fight. Yeah, it'll Definitely. start off good. But um, you know, if Derrick Henry can can, it's just can the Titans afford in the fourth quarter to be running Derrick Henry? You know, they usually they they use that when they have the lead or they're trying to run clock. But they're, they're gonna be playing catch up to right. me. So and I think I saw Demarco Murray's not playing again. Um, I guess. Yeah. Around the league, there's some talks that he might be done as a Titan, possibly. Wow. That, that uh, I guess, Week 17 would have been his last game in a Titans uniform. Wow. So I guess we'll we'll hear more about that as the, the weeks go on, but I wonder where he would end up. Come to Indianapolis, we'll take him. Hey. <laughs> like, hey, what? <laughs> shit. <laughs> where do you want to go, bro? But, um... The last divisional round game is going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers at home versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Shout out to Florida. Mm. In the playoffs, it's not the Buccaneers. It's not the Dolphins. We knew it was Definitely like, not the Dolphins. We knew it wasn't going to be the Dolphins. Um, but it's actually the Jaguars. It's actually the AFC South champion Jaguars. That sounds very weird to say. It's been a while. Good, but... It's been a minute. This is like... Jay Critch voice. Right? Byron Leftwich days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maurice Jones-Drew. Fred Taylor. Bro, I remember, watch, I remember watching Byron Leftwich on fucking... Hell yeah. yeah. I used to play with him in Madden 04, Madden Hell 03. yeah. He was a part of my childhood. He was one of those dudes yeah. I used to watch. He was that big Ben Roethlisberger type quarterback. Mm-hmm. And ironically, that's who Jacksonville's going to play, but... Jacksonville has a swaggy ass defense and they don't, cocky ass. They defense. don't play, bro. They they're, they know they're the they're shit. for real. Yeah, they're you know? for real. They know they're big bad ballers, 
They're not the big baller brand. They're the big bad ballers. <laughs> and it, but, pisses, it pisses me off a little bit because the Packers, we were supposed to make a run at A.J. Bouye, and we didn't. We should have. Jackson would have locked that we up. Now. We should have threw, just give him a blank check, let him let him sign it. How much you want? Some of these players, Come man, play you, you got to just believe. I know. You know, but yo, it's shout hard. Out, but shout out to him, man, because now he's, he's like Jalen Ramsey. I know. Jalen Ramsey's top three cornerback in the league this year. Man to man, we'll guard you up. And he's up, up there with Booyah. They're both talking, top three. And t- yeah, and, and he's talking mad shit. Hell yeah. So, okay. But the offense. Yeah. This is where... It's, this it's is, Bortles, remember bro. Remember that quarterback that I was talking about like five <laughs> A couple minutes ago? ago. Um, it's Bortles. Lake Bortles. The undefeated uh, playoff starter, 1-0. The, the UCF shining star. <laughs> Again. The national champion. With this nasty defense. And a running back, a nasty running back, a rookie, who put up, you know, good rookie numbers, um, but is a rookie, right? Um, he has D.D. Westbrook. Bro, they're fucking stacked at wide has, receiver. It's not even funny. Alan Hearns is hurt. Keenan Cole came out of nowhere yeah, at the end of the year, yeah. putting up 180 yeah. yards and shit. D.D. Westbrook's healthy. He's playing. He's been contributing. Marquise Lee has been playing mm-hmm. pretty good. But it's just Blake Bortles. And, I know. and it's this is his first playoff bout. Um, it's going to be a cold game. Yeah. It's going to be a cold playing, game in Pittsburgh. They're playing at Heinz Field. Pittsburgh knows what they have on the line. Pittsburgh has possibly its last year with Le'Veon Bell. Last chance, last Maybe. chance. Maybe. We'll get into that in a little bit. But yeah. Antonio Brown, 100%. Mm, we don't know. Maybe 85, maybe 90, maybe 100. So, Jacksonville going into this game, obviously, for me, I think the defense is, is going to, you know, they'll come correct week in, week out. The problem is Blake Bortles. Is he going to make the plays? They have to. I feel like Jacksonville's defense can give Blake Bortles and the Jags' offense the opportunity to win this game, but I don't think that the offense and Blake Bortles executes for the opportunity to win the game. So you know, I think Jalen Ramsey, AJ Bouye, they, they got it unlocked. Sean Gibson. Uh, the defense will not do anything know, wrong. Adrian Colvin. When they play, the de- it's Calais Campbell, Tevin Tevin Smith, Paul Pazlesny. It's stacked. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Marcel Darius. It's crazy. We know the defense will be fine. They'll hold up their end. You know, no question about okay. it. Okay. But when, when you know, Ben Roethlisberger is going to score. Antonio Brown's probably going to score. Le'Veon Bell's going to have over 90 yards. This is playing the Steelers. You know what I mean? This is You're not going to shut them down. But can you slow them down enough? And when you get the opportunity on offense, can you keep up? And can you make the play? So... You know, the, the deep ball can be there. You know, it's one-on-one down the sideline. Marquise Lee has not beat. Blake Bortles overshoots it. Blake Bortles underthrows it. Blake Bortles, you know, I want to hear Blake Bortles throws a dime. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Third and seven. Blake Bortles scrambles out the pocket. Hits D.D. Westbrook over the middle. Boom. First down. Like, those are the type of plays that's going to win or lose this game. Obviously, the turnover margin is, is going to be a little factor. Obviously, we know what it was last time. Five mm-hmm. interceptions, Big Ben, and Jaguars routed the Steelers. But 
It's I don't think that season. happens again. It's not the regular season. It's yeah. not the same Steelers that was playing before. This is a Steelers team that won, what, eight straight at one point maybe this season? We're talking Big Ben at home in prime time. He's a, Playoffs. He's a completely different player. Playoffs. When he's at home and, and, it's, it's, and it's a big game And like it's prime this. time. Yeah. We know, ben, we know Ben's going to show up. He's going to come correct. It's crazy. We know that. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go with my picks. Uh, I'll give them real quick. I'll go NFC. Falcons. I think the Falcons beat the Eagles in a close one. I think the Vikings win. So we'll see Fal- uh, Falcons-Vikings in the NFC Championship. And then I believe that New England's going to take care of business and Pittsburgh's going to take care of business. And it's going to be the AFC Championship that we've all been waiting for basically this whole season, predicting this whole season. And we'll talk about those games next week when they happen, if they happen. Yeah. Who do you, who do you think wins these games? Hmm. You know, my two of my picks are going to be different than yours. Hmm. I, I, I don't know which ones, but... I will take Atlanta. And I will take New, New England. Orleans. Oh, okay. Yeah, you go in New Orleans. I'd, I'd, I I'd love to see Jacksonville pull the upset. I would too. I think they do have a shot, depending on if Blake Bortles just doesn't turn the ball over and he makes those plays that he needs to, like mm-hmm. you said. And then, I don't know what it is about this New Orleans team, but I that, I'm I gotta ride I gotta ride it out. They're, they're so fun to watch, and they're... They're so explosive on both sides of the ball. Who that said they're gonna beat them Saints? I think I think if if you got Breeze versus Case Keenum, I gotta go Breeze. I hear you. Yeah, that's I hear just, you. That might just like you talking about. But then you factor in everybody else defense. on Minnesota, and I don't. I think it's gonna be really close. But I think I think Breeze has it in him because he's been he's been here before. Um, that's where my picks coming from, at least. Yeah. Um, and then, dude, Brady versus that Jags D. I'm I'm like thinking about that matchup, and I I think I think that would be a really nice. good game. That would be nice. Even if it's not, even if Pittsburgh ends up winning, we get yeah. that that Brady Big yeah, Ben rematch. That maybe maybe Pittsburgh won, you know? sneaks out who this time. Won. Yeah, and Pittsburgh didn't. New England snuck out last time because they lost Le'Veon last year. And I'm talking about Week 14. Well, that too, yeah. Drop catch. Just that broken you know, play at Jesse the end James, that Ben yeah, threw it away and then yeah. the Jesse James shit. So we need to know like who, what, who yeah, like for real. Better, like yeah. Better. And then I think that okay, we'll we'll get an early championship round prediction. Like if okay, say say the Patriots win. Well, say the Patriots win and say the Steelers win. And then you say the Falcons win and say the Saints win. Alright, say the Saints win. Well, if it's Saints Falcons, then I'm gonna go Saints. Me too. Yeah. But if it's Saints, I mean, if it's if it's Falcons, Vikings, then I'm gonna go Vikings. Yeah. Then if it's Patriots, like I really think the winner of that Saints Vikings game goes to Super Bowl. Yeah. That's how I'm feeling. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah me too. And then I think you know Pittsburgh beats New England if that's the AFC Championship. Damn, we'll see. Da, 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 these, these last, uh, these last, these last two, three weeks are gonna be crazy, man. Da, 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 
Fades out. Oh, and there, here's our <laughs> NBA talk <clears throat> presented by. <clears throat> yeah. Now, I wanted to get it. Right? <laughs> now, we don't got any sponsorships yet. We ain't making y'all listen to no ads. It's that ad free podcast. Hell yeah, we got the ad free. Get, y'all better get. Y'all better get ready. We're about to make y'all listen to some 15 second ads like four times. Let's <laughs> <laughs> start getting that money. <laughs> um. Celtics. Boo. Let me try that again. <laughs> Celtics. Boo. Yeah, there you go. A little louder. Uh, they took on Philadelphia. And they didn't play in Boston nor Philadelphia. They played in London. In London town. And That's kind of fucked up, right? They have a game in London and they got Boston and Philly. Like... The Boston Tea Party, they fucked England up. <laughs> then Philly, funny. like, they were like, bro, get these Britain motherfuckers <laughs> the fuck out of here. They're like, yo, we're going to come to your town and ball up. Like, <laughs> but let's show you how we do it out here. So, I, I don't know what it is if it's when Philly plays in Boston, they're like giving up 22-point leads. <clears throat> or, or, or if that's just what happened just today. But whatever the case is, Boston was down 22. They came back to win. And everybody thought this Philadelphia uh, Sixers team was going to be, you know, obviously everybody thinks they're going to make the playoffs, which I think they have a chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, Right now they're out. Right now they're out. They have a chance to miss the playoffs again. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be close. It's going to be something where, you know, not comparable to like the Los Angeles Lakers, how people thought, you know, they might have a shot. Different conference, you know. But... Being as though Markel Fultz is out, to me, I don't think that affects their seeding greatly right now, you know? Because who's to say they would have been so well, you know, organized and, and had the chemistry that, you know, it would have been better if Fultz was playing. I mean, Ben Simmons is their fucking point guard anyway. They have to find space for him, really. Yeah. And they've had no other injuries besides... Fultz being out, they're healthy. Right. They're all healthy. Right. Usually they're like injury plague and whatever. I mean, Fultz, yeah, but he wasn't really doing much anyway. I mean, I saw him. He was uh, warming up uh, in the pregame earlier before this game against Boston over in London. And, um, bro, his his shooting form is all fucked up. Yeah, it's bad. It's all fucked up. It looks so weird seeing him shoot the basketball. Even free throws. He has like the Kid Gilchrist thing going on, but like, yeah. is it is it like the shoulder injuries? Because I, you know, he's he's torn his labrum twice, mm-hmm. and is it just like he can't shoot the ball anymore? Like, he looks like he just pushes it up from his yeah, chest. It's like, it just looks so awkward. And he looks uncomfortable when he shoots it too. And he literally bricks everything. It's unfortunate, but I think he's gonna get back. I mean. It's been a while since he's shot a ball in front of the camera. Yeah. He's been working on his game. Hopefully, he comes back strong. And I, I think this yeah, Philadelphia I'm Sixers rooting team for is, the kid, obviously. You know, it's exciting for the years to come. Um, that is just going into the All-Star break, really. Not yet, obviously, but we're at our halfway point in the season where the All-Star break will be coming up next month. And it's just kind of showing you 
where the NBA is shaping up. You know, with the Eastern Conference, you got Boston at 34 and 10. You got Cleveland at two. You have Toronto at three. Or, excuse me, you have Cleveland at three and Toronto yeah. at two. And Cleveland <laughs> just took a 32-point loss. Y'all got to wear that Toronto. L. They Y'all got to wear, wear that L. Y'all got to wear the L. <laughs> and at number four, the team who just beat Toronto. Your Miami, Miami Heat. Six in a row? Six in a row? We just got that DM. That My group, dog, Ant. Shout group, out, Ant. Group, group DM. It's probably about to be a funny-ass joke right now on Twitter. Let's see. Hold on. Let, let's, let's, see, let's see what the joke is. All right. Before we get into this Miami yeah, Heat I'm going to see if I could even read this out loud, if it's appropriate enough. I might just talk about the Heat for the rest of the show. Let, yeah, no. I, oh, God. One second. I can't even read that. I'm going to put that away for later. Uh, I was about to say, Jake, cover your ears. Jake, skip over this part. Right? No, nah, he's good. Uh, Alexa. Jake, by the way. <laughs> boy. How you like that? Jay Rich <laughs> Magic Moolah. He was so mad at the First game. First of all, Jay Rich, in the last few minutes of the game, was balling. He took Donovan Mitchell, slowed him down, said, I want him one-on-one, every mm. possession, up and down court. Stood with him. And what was that shot that Donovan Mitchell did? Because I know that's not the shot that they drew up. They were not. Yeah, I don't First think, of all, I don't think he that's got how the they ball drew it up. The bat in, in the next court, in the practice arena, <laughs> he took the inbound. <laughs> he got that shit downstairs. Like, what, what was he going to do in four seconds? Like, so, yeah, you got to wear that L. <laughs> Y'all got to wear that L. We should have made a bet about something. Like, you got to wear, like, a. Dwayne Wade jersey or something. <laughs> like an old Dwayne Wade Heat jersey. But, um, shouts out to the Heat for winning six straight. Balling in the Eastern Conference. Punching niggas in the face. Punching guys in the face. <laughs> edit that out. <laughs> Blood sport. Um, what, Ibaka, is, what was he thinking? Ibaka picking the wrong fights again. Was he even looking? He just, he saw this dude in front of him uh, with the white jersey on, he was like, "Get out of my face!" Oh shit, James John, my oh, oh my bad, that's blood sport. My bad. Oh my god, he's, Baca, no, he's he, no longer James Johnson or JJ or anything. He's blood sport. He's just blood sport. Yo, blood sport in the game. He was about to gut him like a fish. He needs to put that on his jersey, blood sport. Blood sport. If they I brought back the nickname yeah, jerseys right. like they did a couple years ago. Um, <laughs> but um, no, we on, on this six game stretch. It's been Dion Waiterless, which is unfortunate to me, but it's actually helping everything else. It kind of hurts to say it, but we've we're playing better without him. Yeah, we're and not we're not I depending don't... on his hero ball at the end of games. Right. Where you see Spo running these well-designed plays, where just the ball is just moving around evenly. I mentioned it's not earlier getting stagnant and, and two dribbles. No, but we're not just holding the, the ball until three seconds left exactly. on the shot clock. Step back. Just pulling up at the top of the key, whatever. Like And don't get me wrong, Deion Waiters can play ball. He's a team player. He can he can, you know, drive and kick. Sometimes he, he's just the type of player that needs the ball in his hand a lot. And it's not that it's bad, but this year he came in unhealthy. 
Right. And from last year, because when he went down last year, he was balling. Mm-hmm. And he would have took us to the playoffs, and he would have he would have gotten us to the Eastern Conference Finals, and then, you know, whatever happened, happened then. He, unfortunately, missed, what, the last 8, 16 games or something, something like that? He missed, he missed the last 12 games, yeah. and we ended up going 6-6. Six and six. Yeah, and... So we would have missed, performed better than 30-11. and 11. We missed the playoffs, but he wouldn't have played in the playoffs either. So he came in this year. He's been dealing with pain. His numbers are down. His efficiency is down. But it's obvious he's uncomfortable, and which is why he's taking this surgery option, because yeah. he wouldn't do it if he didn't feel like he had to. And so he he's will, at a point where he, he has be to. Out so I'm glad that he actually was unselfish about this, realized that his season's over, you know, and and the future, the future, it's only going to get better, so... He comes back next year healthy, ready to go. He's going to ball on This team will be even better, and that's facts. That's facts. So... And we're getting Magruder back next month. Uh, they came out and said that. I can't wait. Um, I just want to see all these little small forwards when when Magruder's on. Like these, these six six. Six seven, six eight cats. Bro, they don't. They don't want. They don't want to go against Rodney, bro. They don't don't know who he is. They don't want to go against him. When he comes back, bro, how did we we held Toronto to eighty nine points without Rodney? Imagine if Rodney was on DeRozan the whole game. Right. Imagine, imagine Rodney and Jay Rich, in the front court or back court. Which one's the guards? <laughs> back the backcourt. My bad. Uh, locking up everybody. What? It's it's a nightmare. I mean, you you gonna tell me you got to score or there's two minutes left and I got Jay Rich, I got uh, Tyler Johnson, Rodney Magruder, James Johnson, and either Whiteside or he's been uh, supposed to be playing Olenek. Olenek. Yeah. And Ellington. He's been But I'm saying Ellington for defense in. purposes, you know what I'm saying? These guys are pests. Tyler Johnson off the bench with energy, playing defense, I'll take it. Jay Rich, I'll and take it. Actually, about Jay Rich, over these past six games that we won, Jay Rich has played all 12 minutes in the fourth quarter for all six of those games. He he's he's emerging as that he's that he's gonna be that dude in Miami. He really he already is, but he's gonna be that dude. He's taking that Wade spot, and I want to see him play Wade in the playoffs and and oh, guard him up. He would lock Dwayne down, and that's that's facts too. He's bro. This is like the past and the present. I, if we play, right. if we end up playing Cleveland in the playoffs, and if we beat them. With D Wade and LeBron, I'm getting ahead of myself. But if, if, <laughs> if, okay. dude, I'm, I'm so excited to be a Heat fan right now. Yeah, I mean, it's just I, I'm always happy to be a Heat fan and pretty excited. It's, well, yeah, it's, yeah, obviously. You know, it's the second half of the season coming up, and what do we do? Second half of the season, we turn up, and obviously, it's a little more after the All Star break, but. I think we'll take it now. You know what I mean? Yeah. We'll start early. Because any and true fan like I hate you or me. At the end of the season when it's like, damn, you remember that close game versus uh, 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 we should have beat them. That was close. And this starts hurting you at the end of the year when playoff talk comes around and seeding, you know, it's trying to see who's going to get the third seed, the fourth seed. Last year it was us trying to get the eighth seed, you know. So I want it to be like, you know, we, we had this team's number in the regular season. This team, you know, they beat us, but whatever. We're good, you know? Yeah. 
If we had beat Brooklyn when they blew us out at home for whatever reason, we'd be one game back from Cleveland right now instead of two. Not that significant, but like little mm-hmm. things like that, that shit adds up. Yeah, exactly. And I was going to say, like, real fans like you and me, mm-hmm. I consider us real fans. Mm-hmm. We know that the Heat and uh, Spolster, we don't always start off hot yeah. or start off too fast. Yeah. But that, everybody knows. Spolstra takes his time to, to evaluate everybody, He's evaluate all the working. rotations, see who works with who, who to play with who. By the way, those Bam Whiteside lineups, was nasty. nobody is scoring in the paint when, when them two are out there. Nobody's grabbing rebounds and except them two. He likes who had his back. He liked how he felt like Whiteside had his back. You know what I mean? He called them the Twin Towers. It's nasty. Bro, Bam... Had best game of his his young career so far against Toronto. Such an athlete. Sixteen points, fifteen boards, five blocks, and then he backed it up against Indy with I think it was fifteen points and then he had five assists. Yep. Whiteside had the other the double double sixteen fifteen of four blocks. Yep. Whiteside's getting back into the swing of things. And that's nothing. That's light work. Yeah, that is light work. So, Hassan, Hassan's ready to go for the second half of the year. You know he's going to fucking turn up. You know, I, I, I know that with all this trade speculation, you know, a name like Justice Winslow and a name like Hassan Whiteside might come to light. I, I love I don't Winslow. Want to trade, I don't want to I trade love Hassan. Whiteside. I mean, what you know, with Winslow, it's what's getting to me is more the health than the production of, of play. Because when he's in, he's doing it, you know, he's doing the things that we need him to do. He's holding it down. He's playing good defense. He's getting rebounds and, and moving the ball. He's His not, shot was better this he's year. He's shooting he, better. You could tell he was working on exactly. it in the offseason. So, but, I mean, it, depending on what his value is, you know, I hate to say it. You've got to think well, it'd be pretty low right now. Yeah. So what do you add? A white side for a lottery pick? Like, what are you, what are you doing? It's something to think about, but... Me personally... I would not that be happy presence, if we traded Whiteside. Yeah, that paint presence on defense, it's so threatening in a playoff game where you need two points and, you know, the layup is the easiest way to attack the basket, but you got Whiteside right there to either swallow a shot or get a rebound, and you can kind of almost guarantee it sometimes. So, Like, did you see his, um, his post-game conference against... Well, he was with uh, Jason Jackson, I, I want to say... It was either after the Toronto game. Mm. I think it was after the Toronto game. And he was showing so much love to Heat Nation. He yeah. was like, Heat Nation, keep believing, keep believing. Like, we love you. This is all for you. Like, we put our bodies on the line out here every night. Like, for you guys, we love you. Like, he, was, he was literally, like, he... Like, yeah, Jason was, Jackson was answering, like, um, was asking him questions. And he'd answer it with, like, one sentence. And then he'd just go on for, like, 30 seconds. Like, Heat Nation, like, this is all for you. Like... Like, we love you. We love... Like, he shows so much love to us. Yeah. And I would hate to trade him. Because we, we were the franchise that gave him a chance, yeah. you know? So I hold Whiteside, like, dear and close to my heart. I fucking love that dude. Like, I if we ever traded him... Ugh. It better be for, like... Hurt, yeah. Like... Uh, Trey Young. <laughs> <laughs> Chill. No, no, no. I wouldn't even want anybody for Whiteside. Like, I want to get Whiteside on the pod so he could be like... Man, no, <laughs> no, like he's such a clown, bro. I yeah, love him, man. We just <laughs> white side's funny. Um, shouts out to KD, twenty thousand points, second youngest, right? 
Only after LeBron, of course. (laughs) Duh. Of course. Who else? Before Kobe. Before Jordan. After LeBron. Make Mm -hmm. sure you say that. Um, He's a natural scorer. Is he the best scorer in NBA history? He, he makes, he it, makes look it look so easy. easy. We were about, yeah, we said the same shit. And that, that's that been since 2008, rookie year. 2009 was it. It's effortless for him. He's just when it comes down to it, he cross, probably cross, will be one shot. of the best scores of all time. No, I think he's... Right now, you can talk about it. I think right now, you can talk if, if it's Kevin Durant, the greatest scorer of all time. And we're going to ask... I'm going to ask Twitter. I'm going to ask Instagram. What do they think? But... Is you know Kevin what? Durant the best scorer of all time? Yeah. I mean, there's going to be, of course, two or three names that, you know, it's, it, that's a conversation that we'll have another day, seriously, but for consideration. I mean, he's what, seven feet tall? His his shot is unblockable. years old. His shot is unblockable. I don't think I've ever seen anybody block a KD jump shot. That crossover is nasty. And then just the way he drives to the lane is effortless. He could score however the fuck he wants. And you can't do a damn thing about it either. So you know what? It's very possible. We'll leave it at that. Sure. Sure. (laughs) Lonzo Ball had an 18-10 game as the Lakers beat the Spurs. How's that sound? Respect. What year, what year is it? The Lakers beat the Spurs? <laughs> right. While his brothers are uh, getting their basketball on in Lithuania. LaMelo and LiAngelo. I read that over one and a half million people tuned in to watch that game on Facebook. Insane. Insane. Vitautas. Vitautas. Lithuania Vitautas basketball. Club. I'm about to do my career with them next year in 2K19. <laughs> right. You know, I I read this, I guess you could call it a conspiracy, where um, I guess LiAngelo, LaMelo, they stay in Lithuania or whatever for Mm -hmm. however long they need to. They don't enter the NBA draft, so they're undrafted, and then the, the Lakers could sign them for dirt cheap. That's serious. But are they gonna take dirt cheap? Maybe not like dirt cheap, but like, yeah, but, you know what I mean? Like yeah, just some low yeah, contract, yeah. like kind of test it out. Yeah. That's crazy. How? What? LeVar, Lavar is doing I things. I don't know if Luke Walton be able to handle all that <laughs> All three ball brothers. Like, hell no, you know, somebody come. Going to have know, them Clippers, playing on the court all together. Doc, come grab one of these guys. It's going to be Lonzo at point guard, LaMelo at shooting guard, LiAngelo at small forward. Brandon Ingram at power forward and Brooke Lopez at the center. Wow. Could you <laughs> they got Julius Randle coming be off the bench. Off. They'd be like, yo, this is like Brady Bunch <laughs> in the fucking locker room. That's the, the new big three when they all get there. Um, you notice that the Cavs are slumping. Are trash? Yeah, they're slumping right now. Isaiah Thomas came back. He shot, what did he shoot? You said two for 15? Two for 15 tonight against Toronto. Burn. Against a Toronto team who had how many missing starters? Exactly. Ibaka and Lowry. And their bench they scored had a seventy-six points. Yeah. Um. Oh, what was the dude's name? 
Doesn't matter. I don't remember the dude's name. But I guess this guy, he plays for Toronto's G League team. And he had a he had a game with them earlier in the day. Played 34 minutes in that game. Then got called up tonight to play for the Raptors against Cleveland and played 19 minutes for the Raptors. So he was he was a busy guy today. Mm-hmm. That guy was busy. Going across town for the bag. Yeah. Fucking drive 30 minutes downtown. Oh, I'm, la- I'm lacing up for the Raptors tonight. I'm playing for the G League earlier. <laughs> and now I'm on the big stage for against really, Cleveland. Yeah. Nationally televised yeah, I'm game. I'm just going to play with y'all. I got to warm up. The only... TNT game that the Raptors get this year was was tonight against Cleveland, and they blew them out by 34 with just their bench. So DeRozan had 13 points. That was the sixth most on their on that team. That's how you got to do it. Yeah, they they bounced back from getting that ass whooped by Miami. So yeah, I mean, and and I'm sure that you see how overlooked that Miami Toronto game was, right? And Toronto being the second seed in the East, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, losing to a team like Miami, scoring only eighty nine points, that's big. They were they were fourteen and one at home, averaging one hundred and fifteen points a game. That that's big. We and came in there, beat them, held them to eighty nine points. Not one hundred one. Not one hundred six. Seven eighty nine points. They averaged one hundred fourteen points a game, and they were at home. And we were missing five rotational players. Being, so, uh, excuse me. Maybe Rodney it's not Magruder. five anymore because Whiteside's back. Rodney Magruder, Carl White, uh, Dion, Dion and Winslow. Waiters. So four. Justice Winslow. Four rotation players. With Derek Jones. Derek Jr. Jones was starting in the starting lineup. It's like his second or third game with, with the team. And he's already dunking all over everybody. So, he's 20 years old. Spoh's going to yeah. turn him into a nice player. Hopefully. I'm telling you right now. I like that number five. Yeah, that I shit like looks that. clean. Jones Jr., five. That's just, uh, that's just fire. Um, so He's going to be a, one of those diamond in the rough players that Spoh finds for Miami. He's going to do good things. You know, Nobody looks at that game like, wow, you know, Toronto. They're going to look at this one like, wow, Toronto just beat... Cleveland on TNT by, you know, 31 points, 32 points, or whatever the case was. And they just lost to Miami and only scored 89 points. And and then they put up Miami had four yeah. rotational players that weren't healthy. It's, it's so, put two and two together. And you notice, you, we, we were just watching Jalen and Jacoby. Uh, Aaron, uh, what's her name? Rachel Nichols on the jump with Tracy McGrady and... Brian, that fuck windhorse. Yeah, uh, you know, give him Stephen A. Smith. Give him props to the Heat, calling him the dark horse of the East. And we so. we said it's it's kind of weird. <laughs> I'm I'm not used to seeing the media talk about Miami. Not since LeBron left. No, and I mean, granted, back then everybody hated us because they wouldn't stop talking about us. We had our own page on ESPN, like the Warriors do now, probably. And it's just, I mean, it's kind of nice that we're getting recognized. But then again, I don't know if I like being in the spotlight. Because <laughs> I, I want this team to just play. I want them to just play yeah, their I game. Want them to get, I, and they're not the type to get caught up. No, they're not. Yeah. But just don't even give them that 
you know, just don't worry about us. We'll yeah. see you. We'll see you when when all the basketball games become broadcasted on national TV. You know, don't put us on national TV. We'll put ourselves mm-hmm. on national TV, and that's the good feeling of it because all year. They've given us probably what two, three national. We have like three or four national. Bro, they games. They this year? barely scheduled any for us. So I couldn't tell you. Don't worry. I don't about know. It. We'll uh, we'll see when we get there. And honestly, with this NBA going on right now, it's 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 not much. You know, we're at the halfway point of the season technically, forty one games in. You know, Cleveland, Toronto, and Boston are still top of the East. The Warriors are still the best team in the West. The Rockets are still going to be the only ones to compete with them this year if they can beat them. Who knows? So why not talk about the Heat who won six straight and jumped their way to fourth seed? You know what I mean? Let's just end it there. Because it, it, I know you browse the NBA sub on Reddit, mm-hmm. right? When um, the night that we actually moved into fourth place, I've been on the the NBA sub mm. a little more lately because they a lot of people right. have been talking about the about Heat them. now, and the biggest thing I've seen are people like, um, okay, what the hell? When did Miami go to the four seed? Right. When did where did Miami right. come from? Yeah. Where where did this come I love from? It. And if you read the comments on on all those posts, I had no idea people were really like. Giving credit where credit's due. A lot of people around the league, fans around the league, they're like, it's Spolstra. Yeah. It's all these guys. They don't need an all-star player. They play as a team. Like, that's that's their culture. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't need an all-star. We don't need to make a big trade before the trade deadline. This team's fine yep. the way they are. Brian Windhorst said this team's playing over uh, what they're supposed to. I guess they're yeah, overachieving. Yeah. Suck it. Bro, we have an eight-man rotation right now, missing four guys. Um, let's see. Waiters, a starter. Winslow, starter. Who does McGruder, Brian Windhorst even cover? He, like, covers LeBron. He, he literally cover, covers LeBron. Like, the Cavs. Like, David McManaman. What's his name? McManaman or, you know, shouts out to him. He's a cool guy. But this guy, Brian Windhorst, he's like LeBron. He's like, you know... Like on Instagram, when you don't follow the actual celebrity, but it's like Team Kanye daily. Yeah, he's like he's like LeBron, Team LeBron. Post 101. <laughs> like shut the hell. Like up, the for that comment pissed me off because this team is fourth in the East, and we're missing three of our starters to injury. At the beginning of the year, I mean, like we knew Magruder was right. our was going to be our um, starting. I guess he was starting at the three. Three, yeah. But then again, that might have been the best thing that happened to us to see Jay Rich, Jay Rich emerge the way he has and have to step into Magruder's yeah. role. And, you know, it was him and Magruder who were going to, you know, battle for that spot. But it looked like Magruder was going to win that out and Jay Rich was going to come off the bench. And Jay Rich had no problem at all with it. But he has to start and he has no problem at all yeah. with that either. So, I think what they might end up doing when Magruder comes back, they'll probably have Magruder start at the two. And then Jay Ritz start possible. at the three because Jay Ritz is six six, so yeah. they'll probably have him start at the at the three. And McGruder's um, in that show, which obviously with Winslow being hurt, Jay Ritz won that starting spot over him. Right. Um, but I mean, yeah, with these guys going down, you've we've seen a lot of these guys who are on the bench, uh, suppose working them into the rotations, and now we have a solid eight man rotation right. right now. Right. 
and we just we need to keep our fingers crossed that no one else goes down and that instead of losing guys we just gain some players back and we need some guys back um i know we don't play again until sunday so i know derrick jones jr and Derek Walton, um, Spo sent them both to the Sky Force, nice. just to because yeah. I know they have yeah. games in between now yeah. and Sundays to so get them some work. Um, the fact that Derek Jones Jr. is starting and yeah, we just signed funny. him like a couple days yeah. ago. Spoelstra knows what he's doing, man. So you don't that, you don't doubt Spo, you don't doubt Pat. We don't need a fucking all star. This team's fine, and we're coming for you in the playoffs. That being said, Justin had a question for us once again. Okay. By the way, we got to give Justin a phone call. He wanted to, um, he actually wanted to hop on the podcast like around Christmas time. Um, and I told him we'll definitely. After we did it the first time? Yeah, he, like the, the episode, the last episode, I guess. It's my mistake. I forgot to call him. So next episode, we'll call Justin. Get him on the phone. 21. 21. Right? What he asks was, which NBA team are you most looking forward to seeing develop over the next three to five years? Good question. And, (laughs) okay, we can just do this the easy way or we can do it the hard way. We can go, Danny's answer and my answer are going to be, you know, just listen to the last, what, 20 minutes we've been talking Really, that's our that's our honest answer. Just just go back and listen to us talk about this Miami Heat team that we're so passionate about. Honestly, but, yeah. That another another honorable honorable mention. Uh, two honorable mentions. I'm gonna go Eastern Conference teams because I don't know. I feel like West Coast West is whack. But I'm from the East. Like Florida's on the Eastern Coast. You know what I'm saying? PA PA is on the Eastern Coast. Like. One might say the Chicago Bulls. Not me. But I'm excited to see where Ben Simmons takes his career and how healthy Joel Embiid can stay to see how he can dominate in this league because both of those players are dominant at what they do. And and when they get to their prime, they sh- and, and if they're healthy, they should be the two most dominant at that position, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Two would be the Boston Celtics. I want to see where Gordon Hayward comes back and finds his rhythm. Jason Tatum looks like he has no ceiling, and Jalen Brown is following his footsteps, which it sounds funny because Jalen Brown's a second-year player, but Jason Tatum's just so smooth. Obviously, Kyrie Irving is doing what he has to do. So that team looks pretty exciting in the future, too. But um, it's Miami Heat, bro. It's Miami Heat, baby. That's what I got to say. Um... Thank you guys for listening to this episode. It was it was pretty fun, you know. We love getting into some little in depth halfway season Miami Heat talks. It's been yeah. a while anyway, so might as well. Um, we look forward to seeing what happens in the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Hopefully, our picks sound pretty accurate. I know that what we said about them having to win these games is accurate. Um, If they can do that, best of luck to them. We'll see you guys next week. You can follow me on Twitter, at Julian Gores. Follow him on Zone6Dan on Instagram, at DM Reich. Um, You have reached the voice of the old dog.
had to stop writing you back Too young for a fucking attachment I'm like a biker with swag Zippers on my jacket like I'm Michael Jackson If you put a knife in my back Yeah, I promise it's gonna be the fucking last one I make a hit every track Every one I make, I say that I got one Putting the X on the map You miss your ex and you still trying to find her I put the D in her back Made a track about it, gave it the drama The face on my rollie is black I'ma flood it up whenever the time come Most of my hoodies are black I was trapping before I was a rapper I got off my ass and I ran it up That sum in my stash was a hundred bucks My under the mattress got hundreds tucked Niggas need classes to study us I tell her don't front and she back it up These hundreds is lifting my mattress up My wife and a daughter she acting up You niggas be fucking the package up My jeans are mirror, I swag it up I got the collection, I'm adding up Flooded the bridge out in Avion I want you to see where I'm coming from I want you to see ain't no one on one I want you to know I don't give a fuck I picked up your bitch in a drop top I want you to see her when I pull up Yeah, little bitch yeah. Come and suck a nigga dick, little bitch yeah. My groupie love went skyrocket Extra condoms in my side pocket She came to the show with her man She left with the gang while he was outside watching I put that hoe in the lamb I'm cutting through lanes She calling me psychotic I pull a four in a can I'm trying to stay up off the drink So I drive nine I pull up my jacket is Rick on My neck freezing and my wrist snowing Your nigga look like a lick don't it That's up with that pussy your bitch on They know I'm important I ain't got a holla I tell my assistant to pick for me They calling me Joe And my jeweler just made me some rings I left for like six on Yeah, yeah, I hear the lies in the rooms. When are you guys gonna do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reach for this rush, but you stupid. Please do not die over me. Hundreds and thousands, they come by the hour. We pumped out of houses, you wasn't allowed it. Need a roller just to flutter with diamonds. Need a phone, that's gonna come with no mileage. Yeah, I got that bag and I ran through it. Come to the field, bitch, I'm Cam New. I bought a chopper, that bitch got a stand to it. I jump out the van, shoot. They throwing that down and they run up them bands too. I still got the grams moving. 20 on diamonds, it dance when the hand moving. They told me I can't do it. Bitch. Little bitch, dumb, high, bitch, dumb, bitch, dumb.